Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Constitutionally protected opinions! Yeah, that's right, baby. This whole episode is essentially a speculation zone with sources. Um, with sources. As they always are. Just want to remind you about that intro that we have, about how these are our opinions. and uh, These are things we think, things we think about at two in the morning when we're Googling around. Yeah, we are covering, um, of course, as you can tell by the title, the Danny Masterson trial and uh, its connections to both Scientology and a very strange connection that Paige found again at two in the morning. Um, Just things I'm thinking about. Just my thoughts rattle around in my big old thought head. Yeah, you know how most people at 2 a.m. when they have bad thoughts, it's like, I wonder if my ex is happy. Uh, I, uh, maybe that thing that I did in middle school was bad. Paige Wesley sits different from everyone and goes, what if the worst thing could happen and it's happening and here's a conspiracy and I'm following it and I bought 400 pounds of red yarn? Yeah, what if you can't trust the fucking cops because you also can't trust the fucking telemarketers, but then you also can't trust the fucking Church of Scientology? That's what happened to me at two in the morning. But again, these are just my thoughts and my opinions rolling around in my big dumb head. I don't trust any of those people independent of each other, and I certainly True. don't trust them when they that's come together. That's why this theory holds water. <laughs> that's why I'm like, this is a conspiracy theory. Hold up. What if the cops suck <laughs> yeah that is essentially what your thing is uh and it does hold water um because if it didn't it wouldn't be a very good yacht so uh That's right. That's right. we have a great episode for you today um just want to go ahead and hit you with a maybe obvious but still going to state it content and trigger warning uh for sexual oh, yeah. assault Mm -hmm. um, if you are unfamiliar, Danny Masterson, real life fucking villain, convicted rapist. <laughs> yeah, so that that is going to be part of what we talk about today, and I just want to give you a warning. So if that is uh, triggering for you, that you know that that's what we're going to talk about. So, um, yeah, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. If you like Paige and our sister show, uh, Horror Virgin, you should go check out Horror Virgin Live happening this week on Sunday. Sunday, September 24th. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. There's going to be over 100 people there. Uh, it's going to be an incredible show. There are a handful of tickets left. And as Paige just informed me at the end of the episode, lasagna now. There's lasagna now. Uh, and no, I won't stack them for science. Mm -hmm. I'll just eat them for delicious. If you what? are going to this show, I will personally Venmo you for one lasagna. If you double stack up lasagnas and then hold it up and go, look, it's one lasagna. Um, and before you do that, I'm not going to Venmo you 100%. <laughs> also, please don't do that. Please don't make a mess for the wonderful people at Flappers who have been awesome to us for setting up this show. Uh, secondly, in order to do that, you would have to order how many? What? Two lasagnas? Your plan has a flaw. Uh, yeah, but you order two lasagnas, but then when you do the act of putting one on top of the other, it becomes one lasagna how on many two plates. plates. You, got, fool? you got Nah, nah. You had two plates because you had two lasagnas. We can't open this can of worms again. I can't take it. 
Yeah, but I that's what I'm saying. You have different ingredients in different bowls. It's like when you're baking and you have the little things in different little bowls, but they come together Mise to make blast. No, because that's before thing. you cooked it. You have cooked a lasagna. It's a complete lasagna. You had to order two complete lasagnas. Sandwich, then baby. Make All one. those things are already made and you put them together. Boom. All right. Hey, but we've is got... it a sandwich before it's... A... We, we don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> we have a great episode and we're going to hop into it without any further ado. Let's get into this show. No. Please don't sue us. Please don't Our sue lawyer us. died of rattlesnake bites and, and old, old age. age. <laughs> For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always... These are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have Conspiracy Theories! <laughs> yeah, uh, you, like a true conspiracy theorist, texted mm-hmm, me at, mm-hmm. I think, four in the morning my time. Maybe That's two correct. in the morning your time? That is also correct, yes. I had just finished watching the movie Talk to Me. That has nothing to do with my conspiracy <laughs> theories. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I had finished it and I was like, okay, well, I also have to record Cult Podcast tomorrow. I'm just going to quickly review my outline. And as I was reviewing my outline, I came across one detail in one of the sources that unlocked a full speculation zone uh, that then sent me traveling down another rabbit hole uh, and was not originally part of this episode. But now it's all I can think about with this episode. So, um, all right, that happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it whenever we like, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Limitless pill ourselves where we just like, (laughs) you get one little piece of information and it's like, I can see the entire story laid out in front of me. Exactly. Uh, and that's kind of what we're doing. Although some housekeeping before we get into, uh, the actual episode, public defenders, Mm -hmm. my bad. I did not mean to refer to you as not real lawyers. What I meant was privately retained lawyers versus public defenders. Obviously, everyone is entitled to a competent defense despite their ability to pay for one, and you provide that, and we thank you for it. That's a very valuable service, so I I apologize. Yeah, we got an email uh, from a public defender who was um, a little upset at the way that we phrased some of the stuff in uh, last week's episode, particularly at the end when we were talking about Lori and um, Chad's defense teams, uh, but specifically about their defense team strategy with, um, I, I guess, the incompetent to stand trial portion of it which i don't know the whole that whole thing was an entire mess but uh i am just going to read the email that i uh wrote in response to this um or at least a portion of it which is that after some reflection we see that why what we said was kind of shitty 
uh, and that we wanted to clarify that our point was that we believe that a hired attorney or a firm would actively push their client to lie in ways that we think that these people might be lying. But honestly, that's not super great argument either. Well, but also they might have access to more funds, uh, which could basically allow them to do more with more people and more time. Sure. The resources are definitely a problem. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and I, that's why public defenders are so key because they are trying their goddamn hardest uh, on, um, on a shoestring budget. Understand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess our point was more that uh, I actually weirdly, my point was that I don't trust <laughs> paid attorneys because they in my head I and again this is just this is trying to explain it this is not saying this is a correct thing to say uh in my head I was like yeah I feel like those are the attorneys that would start lying like a better call Saul ass motherfucker um again not really a fair thing when uh everyone is just trying to give their client the best defense possible so um we wanted to apologize for making an unfair assumption and for uh sharing it on the show without thinking about it but yeah public defenders uh are in incredible and thank you for all the work that you do in defending people that uh don't have the budget to hire uh, an, an attorney uh, you're 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 literally doing you elliot cut this part out <laughs> were you um, gonna say the lord's work kind of yeah, though <laughs> i was gonna say the lord's work <laughs> i i hey leave it in <laughs> you know what elliot leave it back in baby leave it in. Leave it in. that's uh that is our official stance then that public defenders are angels sent from god who are doing the lord's work there you go uh so yeah thank you uh also wanted to say thank you for the person that sent us that email and uh for calling us on our bullshit and allowing us to grow in a way um that benefits us i don't know why i said it like that benefits <laughs> us it seems like yeah, now you you've go. given me the 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 key knowledge i need to take over the world but um yeah thank you so much so speaking of lawyers are we ready to talk about the Danny Masterson trial and verdict? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really ready to talk about it because I've I haven't been paying attention to any of the news lately. But boy, howdy, do I sure love the entire cast of that '70s show and think that they're all great people with great opinions on stuff, right, Paige? No. Oh God, no! Oh Bruh. no, what happened? It's only Topher Grace now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. <laughs> the guy that I, <laughs> the guy who made a a re-edit of the prequel series of Star Wars is the only one that is uh, a reasonable human being. You knew about that, right? I did know about that. Okay, cool. I I thought you were gonna go Venom, but sure. Um, I mean, yeah, Venom was partially his fault, but <laughs> at a certain point, the script wasn't doing any favors. That's true. That's true. That's true. We can't blame all of Spider-Man three on him. And honestly, I think after this week, we should give him a pass on Spider-Man yeah. three. You've earned a lessening of our ridicule of Spider-Man three in exchange for <laughs> your honesty regarding your, that 70 show castmates. Um, congratulations to over grace. Uh, let's get into it. I'm going to do sources first because then I do want to give a little bit of an explainer of what we're looking at and why. Okay. So first and foremost, there is 
a very detailed article by The Cut called Everything to Know About the Danny Masterson Rape Trial. And again, in case this wasn't clear, uh, trigger warning, <laughs> a lot of talk about rape this week. If that's going to bug you, skip this one because uh, you can't get around it uh, with this one. Uh, then additionally, we have an article from the AV Club, The Danny Masterson Trial, A Timeline of Sexual Assault in, uh, Allegations. We then have an additional article from the Daily Beast. I know that's not a great source. Trust me, I will explain why it's there. It's part of the conspiracy theory. Uh, then we also have an article from Charity Navigator on the California Police Activities League. That's also part of the conspiracy theory. We'll get to it. Okay. Additionally, an archived article from the Los Angeles Times regarding police fundraising activities, uh, both in San Diego and Oakland. Quote, department claims state police group is collecting funds for youth athletics that won't help children in county. Then we have an article from The Hollywood Reporter about Leslie Jones and a previous job that she had. We'll get to it in a second. I don't want to ruin and I don't want to ruin the surprise. Okay. Um, then we have a Reddit thread that is archived about interview questions people were forced to answer when applying for receptionist or admin roles at a call center with screenshots. Uh, I'll talk about that when we get to it. And then finally, we have an article from the Underground Bunker, LAPD probing Scientology and Danny Masterson for multiple rapes. That is uh, TonyOrtega.org. That's his uh, website. I'll talk about that in just a second. So why are we talking about this? Obviously, because it's in the news, right? Um, but also, this has been in the news for a long time. The difference is right now, a lot of it is documentable and sourceable and referenceable. And that's a huge thing. Over the last couple of weeks, as this has been in the news, I've had a number of people contact me, uh, either offering to talk about things that have been unreported that they know about or offering to connect me to other people uh, to talk about things that are unreported. And I have to turn everyone down. But here's why. We ain't got no lawyers. Our last lawyer died of both old age and rattlesnake bites. And none of that sentence is false. Yeah. Damn. RIP to a real one. RIP. RIP, Paul. You a real G. Now, uh, additionally, a number of people have said that they think Scientology is, and I'm paraphrasing. I heard many different versions of this all bark and no bite because they never follow through on their lawsuits. But here is the reality. Allegedly, they pull their lawsuits out. But even if they do, in order to counter those suits and file and retain legal assistance, even if they don't follow through with the suit, that costs us money, a ton of money. So we kind of can't even get to that point, right? Um, but additionally, this is why we don't have guests. It's way worse for a guest who then potentially could open themselves up to that legal scrutiny and have to answer those lawsuits also. That's why whenever we have guests, it's usually a comedian that's not related, but we don't typically have people on who are part of an organization who could then face either legal ramifications, personal or emotional ramifications, because we can't keep people safe. Uh, but also saying that Scientology is, quote, all bark and no bite really diminishes the actual alleged there's going to be a lot of alleged this week i'm sorry alleged physical and emotional damage that many current and former members of the church have said that they have endured uh leah remini and tony ortega have interviewed and talked to many many people 
who have spoken about their treatment within Scientology, as well as friends and family members of former Scientologists who have tragically taken their own lives. So it's not all bark and no bite. People get hurt. So believe me when I say that anytime we consider covering anything that touches Scientology, we do it with an abundance of caution, not only for us, but for people who are closer to the church than we are. That's why we're very specific about sources this week. We'll be overly specific and quoting and allegedly and all of it. And again, these are our opinions, especially when we get to the speculation zone. Opinions, opinions, opinions. Armando, any thoughts? Yeah, uh, I just want to go ahead and be on record saying that I thought Scientology was just like a really weird boat club uh, that had a bunch of yachts and didn't really do anything other than boat stuff. I was just in it for the Thalema. <laughs> I was just in it because they they had the doors open and the AC cranked in Pasadena. <laughs> That's why most people are in it. <laughs> um, oh. Now, the good news is, because of this court case and some of the civil cases, there are a lot of sourceable and citable documents around not just Danny Masterson himself, but the culture of Scientology around sexual assault. So we'll talk about that a little bit today. What I'd like to do specifically is dig into the timeline of Danny's case and then we'll end with a bonkers speculation zone. Now, there were five different accusers. I specifically have stories about four of them as recounted at the trial. Now, he is only charged with three counts uh, of rape. Now, why is that? One of them was ruled inadmissible at trial. Uh, due to a lack of details. Uh, ultimately, the defense tried to get almost everyone thrown out, right? And they succeed with one. Uh, the other is past the statute of limitations, but was still allowed to testify as a character witness. Now, if you know anything about statute of limitations laws, you know that many states, California included, have reevaluated the statute of limitations. That's part of why those people still got to testify, um, because even though they are not entitled to criminal trials, they can still be heard in civil court uh, and can also be used as essentially character witnesses. So that is something to remember with this. Now, I want to go chronologically, not in the in the order that people testified and not in the order they reported, but rather in the order of the events as they are said to have occurred. So for me, I think that gives a better indication of who knew what, when. So that's how we're going to dig into this. Okay. Ready? Yeah. And I'll warn you, it's going to be pretty fucking upsetting and pretty fucking sad for a lot of this. But I promise you the speculation zone is worth it. We good? Yeah. First is Christina B., also sometimes known as Chrissy. She testified using her full name and uh, in part because she was a Scientologist and she and her husband, who is the front man of the Mars Volta, have been directly threatened with legal action from the church personally for multiple years. Uh, this is actually cited in the Daily Beast article where they detail some of the threats that they had received. Now, in the article from The Cut, uh, we have the story of what Christina testified to and her history with Danny Masterson. They met in 1996 when she was an 18-year-old model and new to L.A. They moved in together two weeks after their first date. Bad idea, but we're not blaming the victim today. No. Um, 
It's a bad idea for him too, by the way. It's all I around. Mean, I think it's just a bad idea anytime somebody moves in immediately after they start dating. No matter what, yes. Uh, but regardless, after they had lived together for about a year, uh, he, during that year, had encouraged her to convert to Scientology uh, over time. Uh, she broke ties with most of her friends and family outside of Scientology after being told that they were suppressive people, meaning that he essentially isolated her. And about a year into their relationship, she says that he became much more aggressive sexually and he would regularly initiate sex while she was asleep. She would unfortunately wake up to being assaulted uh, and he would retaliate verbally and occasionally physically whenever she refused to have sex. Now, according to her testimony, it was highly discouraged in Scientology to report another Scientologist to law enforcement. So instead, she went to a Scientology ethics officer. And according to her testimony, the ethics officer told her that no crime was committed and that, quote, it is not possible to rape your girlfriend because, quote, her job was to give him sex whenever he wanted she was then put into an ethics program. Oh, my God. Now, there's a lot wrong there, right? Like, that's fucked up on so many levels. First of all, yes, you can absolutely rape a romantic partner. Consent is important regardless of what your relationship is. There should always be consent there and frequently seeking enthusiastic consent from each other. Um, it is not your job to give anyone else sex whenever they want. Just full stop. Just wrong. Right. Uh, but then also an ethics program. This is going to come up a number of times for a number of these victims. And you need to remember that whenever Scientology puts somebody into a program of some sort, that's usually a series of courses and auditing, all of which cost money. Now, they did not testify to actual amounts, so I can't cite actual amounts. I would recommend reviewing the Leah Remini series in which they talk about how much auditing and courses cost. But essentially, all of the women in this case who were Scientologists were basically forced to pay for their own assault. Full stop. That's what that means. Yeah. Allegedly, and- my opinion. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Not just like I, I think one of the most insulting parts, too, is like not just pay. But pay and go to courses where they're yes. learning why actually you're the one that was in the wrong. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. Yep. I, it, it's, it almost goes without saying that that is one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> That's only the first one. So yeah. uh, ultimately, as the Me Too movement gained steam, uh, because she remained a Scientologist for a long time, uh, in 2016, she reported Danny Masterson to the LAPD, and she and her family have been considered suppressive people ever since. She testified that they have been followed, stalked, harassed ever since that point. Next, Trisha V., who also testified using her name, uh, is not a Scientologist. Uh, now, according to The Cut, because she was not a Scientologist and therefore not privy to any of the church's rules or anything like that, the defense tried very, very hard to get her testimony removed, but they failed. She was allowed to testify in court. Now, she testified that she worked on a film with Masterson in 1996, the same year he met Christina. 
and she went to his house for a rap party. They smoked weed, had a few drinks, and there were multiple other people there. It was not just the two of them. She and the other guests determined that instead of driving home after drinking, they should crash at the house and just sleep there. I would say that's a, a great idea. Wise decision. Uh, Danny then brought her up to his bedroom, but according to her, she slept on the floor. It was not supposed to be a sexual interaction. Now, she woke up hours later disoriented and dizzy while Masterson was allegedly assaulting her. Uh, she then lost consciousness and woke up hours later naked in his bed, despite the fact that her last drink had been hours and hours before. So something happened. Um, a month later, he came over to her house and offered her a drink from a flask. She took it and woke up significantly later as Masterson was attempting to assault her again. She was conscious enough to ask him not to. He did not stop. She then also realized he was not wearing a condom. And according to her testimony, he replied that diseases are in the mind. What? Uh, yes. I, okay. All right. That's. Mm -hmm. There, I mean, there's a there's a lot wrong with that, and I don't want you to get the impression that that's the only part that I object to. It is but... a weird part, though. I when I read it, I was like, the what? Like, yeah. I know that is a Scientology thing, but what? There's uh, I've been rewatching Thirty Rock lately, and there's a stupid ass fucking line in it where Jack Donaghy goes, uh, "Diseases are in the mind." I used to be wicked allergic to peanuts, and then I gave that <laughs> up, and then he starts eating peanuts. <laughs> Just fucking like it's uh, that's i guess that's what i'm saying is that even back when 30 rock was in its first season people were like that is a fucking crazy thing to think yeah that's nuts um now uh he then did assault her uh so uh, it unfortunately uh she said that she did kind of fade in and out of consciousness for that now she did come forward in more recent years, around 2016, along with some of the other victims that have been named in the case. Now, Jane Doe 1. Jane Doe 1 is technically the first accuser. I'll explain. Remember when I said I was going to go chronologically in terms of events, but not in terms of who came forward first or how they testified? There's a reason for that. So Jane Doe 1 was assaulted anally during her and Masterson's first sexual encounter in 2002. That puts her after the other uh, two victims. She confided in a Scientology ethics officer who instead assigned her to an ethics program and made her complete ethics courses. She was told that she was responsible for the alleged crime and that she could not be a victim, that, quote, she created that in her mind. Now, let's stop. Here's why I did this in this order. Because we have already detailed another victim who said the same thing, came forward to Scientology about the same person. I will tell you at this point that the Church of Scientology categorically denies all of this and that they always, quote, encourage people to involve law enforcement when necessary, end quote. But here we have two different people testifying in court under oath that they both went to Scientology, they were both assigned ethics courses that they then had to pay for, and that Scientology did not contact the authorities about it. This was not the only time Jane Doe 1 
had an encounter with Danny Masterson. There was an additional encounter in which he offered her something to drink before throwing her into a jacuzzi. She then became uh, nauseous. Hold on. I'm sorry. Throwing her into a jacuzzi? Yeah. You know how dudes will like pick a girl up and dump her into a pool? I think that's what happens because he does it to another person after this too. What the f- Okay. It's- That's a- I have always hated that like, I'm going to push her in the pool. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. I know <laughs> that that's that's not the part I should be getting mad at. I feel like I should be way more angry at the fact that Scientology apparently has the university of I got assaulted by fucking Danny Masterson. But, like, dropping somebody in a jacuzzi, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a giant, and if I fell into a jacuzzi, I would undoubtedly hit my head on something and die. But that sure. just sounds, uh, again, I, I'm I, I'm focusing on the wrong thing, but that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, now, once in the jacuzzi, she said that she soon became nauseous and her vision started to blur. He carried her upstairs to his bathroom where he forced her to vomit. And then they took a shower where she says that he touched her without her consent. He then took her to his bedroom where she passed out and woke up to him assaulting her again. And when she resisted, he pulled out a gun, allegedly, and continued assaulting her, allegedly, at gunpoint. Allegedly but also definitely, probably, in my opinion, allegedly, she reported this to her ethics officer, knowing that it would make her a suppressive person if she went to law enforcement and she was encouraged not to do so, according to her testimony. However, she did go to law enforcement in 2004. If you're keeping track, that means that Scientology, allegedly, knew about at least two of these instances. And now the LAPD does, too. But the LAPD did not pursue charges at this time. Were they huge fans of that 70s show? What the fuck is going on here? I'll get to it in my speculation zone, motherfucker. I'm going to lay LAPD out to dry with their, like, corrupt asses. Like, we will get into it, right? The LAPD is corrupt? What? (laughs) Who'd have thought? That's anyway, (laughs) that's ludicrous. She becomes a suppressive person. Mm -hmm. She is pressured to sign an NDA and she receives a settlement of four hundred thousand dollars from Danny Masterson. Now, here's the thing. And this comes up in the R. Kelly case, which we have not done a recap of R. Kelly recently. We should probably do that at some point. But you cannot sign an NDA for unlawful activities. That's not what NDAs are for. And so in criminal cases, they are usually waived which is how she gets to testify. So she does get paid out. The defense tries to make it a huge deal that she got paid out. And she's like, yeah, well, you also encouraged me not to go to the authorities. So whatever. Uh, Which brings us to Jane Doe 2 in 2003. Her story is very similar to Jane Doe 1. Uh, She was given a drink and then invited to the jacuzzi where she began to lose her faculties and blur her vision and get nauseous. She was also carried up to the shower where she was then assaulted the first time. Uh, She was then forced into the bedroom where she was assaulted again. She was a Scientologist at the time uh, and she was conscious for most of it, unfortunately, although uh, under the influence of something that was given to her. She doesn't know what. Um, But because she had also been assaulted by an ex-boyfriend and previously gone to Scientology about it, and had been urged not to report it, she then did not report 
this one outside of mentioning it to a few other Scientologists. But upon leaving the church, she reported her encounter to the LAPD in 2016. So let's recap. What's our count now, right? So by 2004, Scientology has potentially three of these reports and the LAPD has one. By 2016, the LAPD has four and Scientology still has three. So in 2017, the LAPD opens an investigation, but that investigation seems to stall almost immediately. It's also around the time that Leah Remini uh, submits a missing persons report for Shelley Miscavige and is told that Shelley is fine and not missing. Uh, but there are some questions about that report, allegedly, as to whether or not they actually saw Shelley or were just told that she was okay, allegedly. There's been a lot of questions about the LAPD at this time. Now, we'll get back to that in just a second. A new investigation is open in 2019, following pressure from the victims, but also due to some interviews on Leah Remini's show, where she interviews some of these victims. She talks about her experience in trying to find Shelly, and ultimately, under pressure, the LAPD opens an investigation again. This does lead to a trial. Now, that first trial ends in a mistrial in 2021 because a jury is deadlocked. They can't get to a, a decision. So they have a retrial. That retrial is the trial that just concluded recently, basically these past week and some change, right? Danny is convicted on two of the three counts. There is a long list of about 50 some odd people who wrote letters in his defense as character, uh, basically witnesses, if you want to think of it that way, uh, including Ashton Kutcher and, and Mila Kunis, um, multiple other cast members from that 70s show, notably not Topher Grace. High fives, Topher Grace. Mm -hmm. Have a Spider-Man 3 on us. Um, <laughs> Yeah. There's a there's a lot of people writing in his defense, and it's real real gross considering the amount of evidence and time. Um, yeah, and also considering I know this isn't like a new thought or idea. I've seen it a bunch of times, but the fact that Ashton Kutcher runs an entire organization based mm -hmm. on stopping the sex trafficking sex of yeah, like it, 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 what the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, as like this has come out, there have also been reports that members of that 70s show were potentially present at Scientology fundraisers. Um, so that could be part of it. Uh, but also it's important to note that that 70s show ran from 1998 to 2006. So all of these things are happening while it's on the air and while they are all air quotes friends with him and interacting with him on a daily basis. So all of their, their, you know, character stuff of like, oh, he would never do anything. He is very professional, whatever. No, <laughs> like this is literally happening as that's happening. Um, it's not OK. Now, you may have heard in the news that he was recently sentenced to. Well, he's convicted on two of the three counts and then sentenced to 30 years, which is extremely long for a, a rape charge that is out of character. Do I think it's deserved? Absolutely. But that's unusual. And it's believed that part of the reason that the larger sentence came down was because of the implied use of drugging in his assaults, that that kind of escalated those charges a little bit. And I do want to prepare everyone. He's absolutely going to appeal. 
There's no way he doesn't. This will probably be in and out of appeals for the next 10 years. I hope it does not get overturned. I think they presented a wealth of evidence and testimony at the trial. I think he is rightfully convicted, and I think the sentence fits the crime, considering that these are only five women. I am sure there are so many more, right? I think this is just who they have and who could come forward and who had evidence, right? All of that was heavy and a little tough. But let's get back to 2017 and shit on the LAPD for a little bit. Yay! Are you ready? Yeah, always. So here's the thing. As I was going through this, I was like, why isn't the LAPD at least looking into this, right? Like, it, are people exaggerating or are they not? Because there have been times where Leah Remini or Tony Ortega not exaggerate, but they have a very specific point of view. Uh, and the church will often ar- argue that they are biased and they're very close to certain parts of this. Um, and that can make them very passionate. So sometimes I like to make sure that I can verify things from other sources. Right. And Tony Ortega definitely believes, uh, as depicted on his blog, uh, definitely believes that the LAPD has been infiltrated by Scientologists. So does Leah Remini. They both believe that there is at least one Scientologist working in the LAPD to try and derail some of these investigations. Now, some of the evidence that they cite maybe is not as concrete as one would assume. Uh, One of the things they cited was that one of the detectives had a picture of Michael Pena in his office, who is a noted Scientologist. Um, But I also am like, yeah, I could go to Pink's Hot Dogs and see that too. Like, you know, it's a famous person in L.A. Pictures end up everywhere. Is that appropriate in the police department? Maybe not. But that's not as concrete as you would think. But what is concrete is that one of the lead detectives for the Hollywood division of the LAPD has frequently been seen at the Scientology Celebrity Center for the last 10 years. Like, all the time. Now that's just one guy, right? Well, let's get into our speculation zone. What was <laughs> speculation okay. zone? I don't know. <laughs> Speculations flying everywhere. Big things of yarn across cork boards. Speculation zone. Hell yeah. Uh man, I um I want to touch on something that you said earlier now that we're in the speculation zone. Is Pink's let's hot dog it. a Scientology center? Let's talk no, about No, I think it. it's I think it's just an LA institution. No, absolutely. I also I don't know. I I know that this is and again, we're in the speculation zone. I know that there are probably some uh good facts to back up these claims. But I also think it would be so funny if it was just one really badly hiding secret agent within the, the LAPD where it's just like, are you talking about Officer Zenu? Yeah, that guy is fucking <laughs> nuts, dude. He keeps arresting people for Thetans? I don't know. <laughs> he wears his Sea Org uniform instead of his police uniform? Do you think he's a Scientologist? (laughs) The other day he told me he had to leave early because he had to go pick up Tom Cruise's groceries at the Rock and Roll Ralph's. (laughs) Uh, So here we arrive at the speculation zone and the tiny piece of information that I stumbled upon at two in the morning and then texted you about it. So I was reading back through the AV Club article that we cited as part of the timeline 
And they cite a Daily Beast article saying, quote, a later report from the Daily Beast highlighted the LAPD's fundraising relationship partnership with the church through the Police Activities League, an organization with which Masterson was reportedly involved. Now, that got my brain wheels a turnin'. So I did go to that Daily Beast article. That's why I've listed it in our sources. And they hosted a number of fundraising events for the Police Activities League. But I think it goes further than that. That's why I pulled that LA Times uh, archived article about the Police Activities League utilizing telemarketing to fundraise. Mm -hmm. Now, here's where we get into my speculation zone, because I think we're dealing with a Patrick J. Pespa situation. Do you know the first terrible job that a lot of actors get when they arrive in Los Angeles, Armando? Uh, I mean, it depends on the era. Because like that's true. That's true. Now it's definitely DoorDash and uh, Postmates. I would say that the first one that they get is probably working for a call center back in the 2000s. That is true. And do you know who owned a lot of call centers in the early 2000s? Wait. The Church of Scientology did, motherfucker. Wait, what? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Now, I happen to know this because I knew people who worked in those call centers back in the day. Um. And it was like you would it it was one of those fleeting stories you would hear from comics all the time where they were just like, yeah, I found out I was accidentally working for Scientology at one point where they were just like it was a call center, but it was weird and it was real strange. I couldn't figure it out. And then it was like, oh, shit, these people are Scientologists. Now, if you don't believe me, perhaps you will believe Leslie Jones in an appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show in which she details a time that she did as an early struggling actor and comedian in Los Angeles work at a Scientology call center around the time that this is taking place. So here's what I submit. And again, allegedly, and these are just my own opinions, because I then did dig into Reddit about people applying for call centers at this time who found weird interview questions that happened to match up with Scientology's personality tests. Mm. So there were call centers at the time. The Church of Scientology had a fundraising partnership with the LAPD, which, by the way, is a huge conflict of interest just in general. That's really inappropriate. (laughs) That is like there's definitely corruption adjacent at minimum In that relationship. And the way they're getting away with it is because the Police Activities League is not technically technically the police. If you've seen the telemarketers documentary where they're calling on behalf of the fraternal order of the police and they're not actually getting that money. None of that money goes to wounded officers or anything. Most of it goes to the call center. And then a percentage goes to the fraternal order of police that like pays for golf tournaments and shit. That's what's going on here. In my opinion, speculation zone, I believe that the LAPD deliberately did not investigate these claims as they should have in 2004 and 2017 due to a desire to not ruin their fundraising relationship with the Church of Scientology. That is the it's that. That's like basically Doesn't it make saying, you angry? It makes me so angry. It's basically like saying, I'm not going to investigate this crime because it might fuck up my golf trip next year. That's so fucking dumb. 
Well, and not only, this is not the only report around this time. Remember the reports about Shelley Miscavige come around this time. Multiple other people have reported the Church of Scientology harassing them at this time. And those seem to kind of go nowhere. So again, this is speculation zone. This is my opinion, but this seems like a lot of things falling into place and someone should be asking these questions. <laughs> uh, it does definitely seem like there is an inappropriate relationship between the LAPD and the Church of Scientology that is a conflict of interest when the church is involved in activities that are criminal. So, allegedly, whatever. But that's what I believe. And that's where my brain has been at since two in the morning. <laughs> Thank you so much. I I mean, damn. While we're in the speculation zone, these are all these are all of our opinions, blah, 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 blah. Yada yada opinions, yada. Opinions, 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 opinions. Um, I mean it tracks. It really tracks. They've I I I mean we have Right? I'm not crazy, right? I was like following the red string and I was like straight line. No, I mean it's how many times have we been covering something where it's like, yeah, and the cops didn't investigate it because it wasn't in their best interest to do so at this time or whatever? Like, it yeah. just, that, that sucks so much. God. Uh, do you it would not be the first time the LAPD has been like A plus levels of corrupt. No, <laughs> like, no. they're It's their favorite thing. They're a pretty awful institution. How Why do don't people in Los Angeles trust the police? Gee, I fucking wonder. How does this um this this trial how does this sort of like because this was a trial a criminal trial against Danny Masterson, right? Correct. Is there going to be a follow-up suit or would it have to be a civic like a, a civil suit against Scientology for these for their role in so, this? So there have been civil suits against Danny Masterson. Um not that I know there have been people who have have tried to sue Scientology. They settle out of court most times. Uh, the church loves to settle and not actually go to court, um, but they also love to bury people in paperwork until they absolutely have to settle. Right. Mm -hmm. It's part of the reason we haven't fucked with them much because they will delay, bury people in documents, um, you know, force uh, like try to get things thrown out or, or force a change of venue, like everything they can do to delay and cost you money with your lawyers in hopes that you will run out of money and that they won't have to settle. But ultimately it gets to a point where they have to go to court or have to do something and they will either drop the suit or settle. Uh, and that's allegedly, that's what usually happens. Um, so, I don't know that we will see anything further. Um, I do think that there are, and this is just my opinion, other problems happening in the church where they have a lot of real estate investments and not as much liquid cash. And so that is making things a little bit difficult. Additionally, attendance is down uh, and they don't necessarily have, at least from the public view, from what we can see on the outside, uh, standouts to take over Miscavige's position if he should step down because of old age or die or anything like that. Um, so there are questions about, allegedly, Scientology's future um, and their financial dealings, obviously, allegedly. Um, but I don't think there will be an additional case. I think if you wanted to make a case for obstruction of justice, you could. However, I think the challenge you would come up against is that they are a church technically 
Um, and that allows them to basically say some things are, quote, our beliefs. And that's why we would not do that. Now, I don't think that hiding criminal activity should be covered, much like I don't think that should be the case for the Catholic Church or really any church, the Mormons, nothing. I think if criminal activity is going on, if people are being hurt, I think you have an obligation to report that. Uh, and I think they failed in that obligation. So I think that's extremely reasonable. That that idea that yeah. like you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be able to be exempt from these things because it is quote unquote your beliefs. Um right. I will say that and this is just an open call to the Church of Scientology. Oh great. <laughs> we'll run it if you want. If you really need somebody to do it, we'll do it. Like, come on. We know how to do stuff. We're, no, we're I we're experts. I don't want any part of this. We're experts really like in boats. cults. All right. And yeah. We are experts in cults. I also really fucking hate boats. I can't be on one without uh uh either getting sick or having to take so much dramamine that I'm basically asleep anyway. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, let us run the company, uh, let us run the church <laughs> because the first thing that we're going to do is straight up open the floodgates of like, yeah, we did all the crimes. We did all them crimes. Uh, we did all the crimes um, and we're cooperating with you as the new owners. So please don't hurt us. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. The first thing, if I was going to run Scientology, the first thing that I would do is make them admit to all of the terrible, awful stuff that they did, take the hit, lose all of my assets, et cetera. And then I would actually focus on the part of the religion that's about aliens because that part fucking rocks. <laughs> Not the part where you have to like go clear and take a bunch of classes. Just the part. No, but the part where aliens are pure because they've never sinned. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like you have a religion based around aliens and I hate it that you're not focusing on the aliens. That's true. It's a lot of paperwork for an alien religion. Yeah, it's almost mostly therapy and crime, and it's very little <laughs> alien. It's get to the I fucking mean, aliens, guys. Get to the fucking aliens. Yeah, no, I really, <laughs> I like more of, uh, like, if we're picking out UFO religions, I'm way more of a Unarius person where it's like, so your religion's about aliens? And they're like, yeah, so we do fuck tons of murals and dioramas. And I'm like, that sounds about right. Let's do it. They're like, also, we picked a spot for the Galactic Library out in Hamul. Great. <laughs> Let's awesome. go. Uh, Let's see it. God. Yeah. Well, shit. I guess thank you for doing this research because uh, this is one of those episodes that we have where for a lot of the time you researched, I know that you felt like a conspiracy theorist insane person. <laughs> <laughs> and also just sad because I I wish as as much as I am glad that a lot of the Scientology stuff is coming to light. I wish people did not have to go through the trauma so that that could happen. Yeah, 100 percent. It's awful. All of these things are so awful. The fact that like one, you're shielding this this criminal from uh, from the police, from justice is is awful. The fact that your response to any of this stuff is to go. No, actually, you're wrong. It is your job to have sex. And also on top of that, I'm going to need $500 so that you can take this course on how you fucked up. It's just, it's so insulting and belittling and awful. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just disgusting. It's just fucking gross. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paige, 
thank you for bringing this uh, to the table. Shouts out to uh, Patrick J. Pespis, a real one, a telemarketing legend. You a G. Um, telemarketing legend. I also think it's really funny, by the way, that we know comedians who, uh, after Scientology call centers maybe went away, or maybe not went away, but stopped being part of the norm, um, we know some comedians who uh, got cast in Scientology commercials. Instructional videos and, and commercials, yeah. yeah. That was a big thing for a while where people would just show up to auditions and they'd be like, oh, it's at the Scientology Center? Shit. Um, yeah and then 50 bucks yeah 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 you have to weigh whether or not you want 50 dollars um and it's yeah jesus it's it's i i wonder outside of like massive cities like la and i assume like new york is it how like clear water prevalent is scientology's reach well, I mean, Florida is huge. Clear because yeah. they own Clearwater, basically, yeah. like the whole place. Um, and then there's a few out outposts, other places. As I've been, I saw one in Austin when I was in Austin. Uh, as I travel around, I see them a lot of different places. I saw one back home in the Bay the last time I was home in the Bay. So they're around. Um, but again, part of the thing with them owning a lot of real estate is that some of those buildings are just empty. Like yeah. there's like one or two people in them. That's like like the one that's the uh, L. Ron Hubbard like uh, publishing company award thing on Hollywood Boulevard is mostly empty, and so I think it's a lot of buildings, but not a lot of people. And people are what you need to keep a cult going. Yeah, absolutely. The buildings do almost nothing. So I guess what we're saying is, um, cult podcasts will now be renting office space within the L. Ron <laughs> Hubbard Publishing Company. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be focusing largely on his cowboy books, specifically the one called Rough Riders. <laughs> I forgot about that. Wait, what? there's, I'm pulling up a list right now. Uh, let's see. Buckskin Brigades. That was the one mm, I was thinking of. Mm. The Slickers. Ooh. These all sound like Inky old titles. odds. <laughs> oh God. These all sound like alt titles for Brokeback Mountain and I fucking love it. Cattle um, King for a day. Okay, that one doesn't, and it sounds awesome. What is Cattle King for a Day about? Is it about a man? I think it's about a guy who rustles cat and cattle. Oh. I but it it's, a... yeah. It, it, you could also read The Toughest Ranger or Shadows <laughs> from Boot Hill. <laughs> These are all so dumb. I thought a Cattle King for a Day was about a guy who maybe learned how to talk to cows and then became, like, the king of the cows. There's one that's just called Skybirds Dare! Exclamation <laughs> point. Skybirds dare. That sounds like what I yell at birds uh, if I see them fly over my car after I get it washed. I Skybirds, I dare you. I fucking dare you. Skybirds dare. Chicken. The gun boss of tumbleweed or the magic <laughs> quirt. Oh, the magic what? Quirt. Q U I R T. Quirt. Quirt. That he meant to say squirt. He meant to say the magic squirt, which is magic um, squirt, which is both come and pee at the same time. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hey, if you want to find me and you're not Scientology, um, I'm very easy to find. You can go uh, get me on at Mondo does stuff. That's M-A-N-D-O does stuff on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, all them good stuff. Uh, go ahead and follow me there. 
And uh, if you like listening to the goofy jokes that I make, you should listen to the Rooster Teeth podcast, baby. RTP. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find it free on the Rooster Teeth site. Um, or you can go to youtube.com slash at Rooster Teeth podcast. That is the at symbol Rooster Teeth podcast. All one word. Thank you. Good night. Good luck. I love you. Goodbye forever. Mwah. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Paige. I'm here every week. Uh, if you like my voice or if you want to read books like The Devil's Manhunt. Oh, God. Just kidding. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, but you can listen to me on Horror Virgin or Romancing the Pod. If you are in Los Angeles this week, this coming Sunday, the 24th, there are still a handful of tickets left for uh, the Horror Virgin live show. Right now, there's over 100 people coming. It's going to be fucking lit it's gonna be awesome uh so get your tickets while you can while there's still some available uh flappers has informed me that they have lasagna now so <laughs> okay i'll tell we'll talk about it off mic but i'm very excited about it um and then if you want to follow me on social media you can follow me at page wesley on twitter or at rampage wesley on tiktok instagram etc i uh, love you so much bye and hey, if you want to follow our show, we don't have lasagna, by the way. Uh, you can at Colt Podcast on Instagram. Or on Twitter slash X at Colt Podcast Show. <laughs> you can also send us a digital lasagna, which is where you do... Um, I'm trying to figure out what digital lasagna would look like. I guess it's backslash pound sign backslash pound sign backslash um that's digital lasagna now go tell your friends about it we just invented it here live on the show you can send that to coltpodcastshow at gmail.com or if you want to send us a copy of forajido por error which is branded outlaw book four in spanish Ooh. by l ron hubbard you can send that to 3756 west avenue 40 sweet k number 237 like El Shining, Los Angeles, <laughs> California, 90065. P Paige, please. It's L, but E-L, Ron Hubar. Ron Hubar. <laughs> oh, Christ. And I think for this one, I'm going to say, don't drink anything Danny Masterson hands you. Yep. You cannot trust him. He is a villain. Uh, and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. Yeah.